<laughs> Welcome to Atomic Radio Hour. I'm your host, Vince. Hello. Welcome to episode 147. Yeah, we're getting up there. 147. Yeah, 147. Hell yeah. Cool, cool, cool. And I'm your oh, host, Olive. Uh, we were just talking before uh if, if if you ever listen to a podcast and it seems like people just start they meet up hey how are you and they start talking we talk for like an hour and a half yeah before. we just talk for like an hour just shooting the shit yeah like, i'm already <sighs> halfway done my bottle my jar of water <laughs> i didn't even grab one I, I as i hit record i realized i didn't have one but we were talking about halo 3 and yeah Reach. we were talking about old times Old times oh, Halo. I just, I'm, dude, I'm this close to buying buying a Series X. Like I'm this yeah. close. I just because Bethesda, Psychonauts, Halo, like. Also, it's a good media hub. I mean, I'm not going to use know. it. Like, I really like my TV's media hub. Mm-hmm. But like, I just, I, I want to play Halo. I'm not ready for next gen yet at this point. No, I want to I want to wait. I want to wait mm-hmm. for several reasons. I want to I want to wait because I know the next batch of consoles that will come out will be more readily available and better quality. Mhm. And by the end of this, by the end of this generation, I wouldn't be surprised if we're starting to see 6 and 8K outputs from console. Yeah. So you know, like the PS5 and Xbox X Pro. You know, or whatever, the whatever, whatever it. the pro is for this upcoming yeah. one. My brother got a five. Did he? He's been trying forever, and he finally got it. Yeah. Oh, good for him. Yeah, I was like, and I when he told me, I was like, oh, cool. There's nothing on it. I was like, there's what, no PS5? reason. Yeah, there's not. There's no exclusives. The only exclusive that's like only on PS5 is the Demon Souls remake right now, if I remember correctly. Uh, within a few weeks, the new Ratchet and Clank comes out, and that looks. That looks really tight. So good. Yeah. But I don't know if he's going to get that. I thought Spider-Man Miles was only on PlayStation. It's on PS4 and 5. So Uh, I got him the 4 for... uh, I got him the 4 Didn't it have, like, the upgrade code, though? I don't know. I don't understand how it works. It was like, if you wanted to... I think it was if, if you bought the PS4, you could put it in the PS5 and it would upgrade for free. But if you bought mm-hmm. the PS5 version, you'd have to pay to get it for the PS4 version. But why oh, would dumb. you play the PS4 version if you have the PlayStation 5? Yeah. So I just want to play Halo, dude. Yeah, I, I – the last time I played Halo was probably in like – it was in an aught, like a 2009. Wow. Maybe – and um, it was uh, with a friend from grade school, and we used to play Halo Three um, all the time. And it was those were just some really great days. And I think I might get the Master Chief Collection just to play Halo Three like one more time. Yeah, just get the skulls and the Hayabusa armor. Mm-hmm. I I was I was at work. It's actually a story that I wanted to tell on the show. I was at work. We were talking about videos, James, and just like. People don't understand how special it was to have an Xbox during Halo's reign. Mm-hmm. 
Like, I would get home from school and from 4 or 5 o'clock, whatever time I got home, until 2 in the morning, it was customs, custom games. Like, I love custom was, games. We used to do customs uh, all the time. Griffball. I wasn't big on Griffball, but like... Just, you just do Sandbox. You just, just did Forge? You f*** around yeah, Forge? Yeah. I forgot what it was called, but it was just yeah. like the Sandbox mode. Oh, dude. And I... And I played – me and Papa played so I, so much SWAT. So much. SWAT mm-hmm. was my favorite game, dude. Oh, my god. I want to play Halo so badly. Like I know I mean, my there's PC still won't servers do it. for like all the games because of Master Chief Collection. Yeah. The, the Halo 2 servers were up for I want to say three weeks after they shut them down mm-hmm. because people wouldn't turn their Xboxes off. Oh, wow. How crazy is that? That's pretty nuts. Yeah. I f***ing want to play so badly. But we were talking about this – is, this is what I was getting at. We were talking about um, video games at work and this kid and I that I work with or work adjacent to or I should say, we were talking about Doom 2016 mm-hmm. and how good – And how good it is. It and just he, feels great. Yeah, and he was asking me about if I played Eternal and I was like, no, I have it. And he was like, it's good. It's It feels a little different. He's like – and I was like – I was like, I heard that you can do this and do that. He's like, yeah, kind of. And like, and then he was telling me about near Automata, Automata with two B Mm -hmm. and how he was like, it's post post apocalypse. Like it's well after it's like 200,000 years later. There's actually a near Automata expansion for Final Fantasy that I play. Really? Yeah. There's like a, they're the near raids. You can get, like, oh, cool. the 2B armor set and everything. It's cool. Cool. Uh, well, he was telling me that, like, like there, there's the 27 or 26 different endings, one for every letter of the alphabet, and, like, it's a tough game, but it's not stupid tough, and, like, it's not mm. anime-y, and it's more fantasy and this and that, and it seemed really cool. And when I hear the, the words post-apocalyptic, my, I mean, shelf... Like, I was like, how do we feel about the Fallout series, gang? And the one dude's like, they're cool. And the other guy that was, like, part of the conversation goes, I love 1, 2, and New Vegas. And I looked over and I was like, you're the coolest guy I work with now. And I was like, <laughs> and, I, and I was like, you don't think that. I was like, and I, and I instantly went on to the tirade of Fallout 3 does not get the credit it deserves when it comes to isolation and the architecture and the feel of Fallout 1 and, and the toughness and the brutalness and everything's going to die and I'm going to die and you're going to die and it's all our fault and this and that. And, and he's like, no, they're good. They're good. He's like, they're just not. He goes, something about the West Coast does it for me. Mm. And like, he walked away and 20 minutes later, I go, hey, I'm sorry, because we talked for 20 minutes, and he's like, he's like technically above me at work, so he's like mm-hmm. trying to be active, and I'm just like, videos, yeah. James, and <laughs> he came back, and I was like, look, real quick, Grant or Ulysses, not Grant, <clears throat> Graham, Graham or Ulysses, and dude, he pondered on it, he genuinely thought about it. And the whole time in the back of my head, all I'm thinking is, I don't enjoy killing, but when, when done righteously, it is a chore just like any other. Just over and over. And, and the bull. <laughs> and dude, he, he probably took five seconds, but it felt like mm. 35. And he looks at me, goes, Ulysses. And I, I, like a child being told no, I went, mm. <laughs> I was like, why? I was like, why not Graham? And he's like, 
I really like Ulysses' backstory. I like him. I like the conflict. And I'm like, but the Mel Pass Leggett. Like it was just mm-hmm. I was I was so afraid to I, I asked him, I go, who because he said he was he was playing a new a new uh playthrough. And I was like, who are you siding with? And he's like, I think I'm gonna go independent. And I was doing everything in my power if he asked me any questions about who I side with. I didn't know if it would be really cool or really lame to refer to Caesar as Kaisar, and I didn't want to be, like, that guy. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I'll refer to Kaisar as Kaisar on the show, because, like, it's the show. It's the theme. It's the, like it's, it's, it's the fallout show. Yeah, like, it's it's the thing. But, like, I didn't want him to just be, like... Who are you siding with? And I would, and like, I didn't like, and I didn't want to be that guy who fucking, to yeah, I didn't want to say that. Like, I didn't want to be the dude who fucking quotes the thing. Like, the dude who is in the band and wears the band's t shirt on. <laughs> but like, I'm like trying to not freak out. I'm like, <laughs> did you, did you plug? You take every, you, you'll no. show the show anywhere you go. I feel weird about doing it with people I work with. Mm. I don't want them to know what I do in my free time. <laughs> like, That's fair. Work life separation, and this is a dude who like does podcasting and like does D and D streams and shit. Oh, so like he would love this shit. Yeah, and I can't bring myself. I cannot bring myself to tell him. Like I want to show him tabletop because he's so into D and D. But like on one hand, I'm afraid to show him because it's like me and this is my like hobby and whatever. And then another thing is, if he really likes it, we're never putting out another episode. Yeah. So <laughs> not not for a very long time. So like is it is it it's not is it indefinitely canceled? Is table we should we should address it because I don't feel like we've ever addressed it. We've spoken yeah. about it, but like is it canceled and gone forever? Or is it just canceled for right? Like is it on hiatus or is it gone? That is the question, isn't it? Um as of right now, there's no work being done on on tabletop. But you do I, have the one episode that still needs to come out, right? Technically, I mean, the file is just real bad. And after I – because what happened was I had it all, like, chopped up and leveled and stuff. And then I had a hard drive failure and I lost it. And it was <laughs> it was like having a miscarriage for me. Okay. <laughs> Not to be melodramatic, but, like, uh, I just – they we recorded <laughs> three-hour blocks of audio – more and i had just done like literally like 12 13 hours of work because the audio was so fucked up because like one person was way too high and one person like there was like this crazy echo and noise and i after i had lost it like the light from my eyes had drained and i was like i can't do this again not for a while so there's but one that's still, there's still a lost episode there's one that has to come out yes and then after that, there could be other D&D projects that are tabletop. Sure thing. Or that are, I mean, I mean, tabletop in the sense that it's going to be based on Fallout or it's going to be based in 5e or uh, a tabletop RPG of some kind. I mean, I like our Fallout game. and I'd love to do more in the Fallout uh, tabletop space, but I'm yeah. not sure if that story is going to keep going on. Um I just don't know. I'm jonesing for D&D, dude. I put a group together. I know. I put a group together here in Colorado, and I just – we meet up, and then I said, like, all right, you guys want to play? And one person's like, you know, I don't really think I want to play. And I was like, all right, well, that makes two people that are going to play, and then me as the DM. I can't really run that game. Yeah. 
So, and then the other dude who's going to play with us is always uh, working whenever it's convenient for everybody else. Mm-hmm. So, like, I don't have a group. Right. I um <sighs> I just ordered a um, a D and D mystery expansion. Oh. So I might run like a couple of one-off mysteries just like sporadically in like the next coming months. Could we stream that? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like if you're going to have mm-hmm. it, we could stream. The only thing is we need something that isn't I mean, you could you could just stream this Discord. You know what I mean? Like if it's you, me and Papa and then yeah. somebody else, we could just stream this and put this on on Twitch. And also, I have my OBS like overlays that I can make like beautiful yeah. things. Hold on, let me get that um copy of the book i got um it'll be here i think like next week at some point um i'll throw it in host lounge yeah let me see i got the special edition cover it's cool candle keep mysteries for anyone that keeps up with 5e books sure the art for the special edition cover Mm -hmm. so so cool and i got it at a better price than what you see here I think I got it for like 50 something. Oh, wow. Um, that's why it's taken forever to ship because it was from like a, an independent uh, like bookstore. Good shit. Good on you. Mm-hmm. But like I bought, got it through like the al- Amazon alternate sellers. You know, like the, how you can do like yeah, see yeah, other oh, sellers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I um, I need to – dude, I need to roll some dice. I'm feeling it. I'm feeling it. And I'm afraid that if I go to too. a casino and roll some dice, I'm going to lose gonna my be money. Yeah. Gimp broke. Yeah, and because you know how I am, I'd like to fuck. I know how you are. Let's can, can, can we talk about this? Can we talk about streaming a D and D game? Sure, you can like, Cause, talk uh, about it now. I know. Well, I'm saying like behind the scenes, like let's get it set up because I have mm-hmm. a friend who I wanted to stream a D and D game, but I always DM. And you and know I, that I would love nothing more than to DM. See, you're you and I are both perma DMs, which I think is really mm-hmm. weird because we've never technically played with each other, but we've played with each other. Yeah. We've always I, been at opposite ends of the table. Because I'm either DMing for you or you're DMing for me. Except that one time where Kyle DMed for both of us, but it was short-lived. I don't remember that one. It was our first D&D game. No, it wasn't. Pa- not our first, like, actual – our first campaign. No, it wasn't. Because remember, Kyle – Didn't you come um, into that one late? Hmm? Didn't you come into that late? No. I don't think – no, I don't think you were a part of – no, you weren't a part of that. Of you the weren't original, a part. The you were not. I'm, I'm, I'm like ninety eight percent sure you were not. I'm pretty sure it was, it was. I was DMing. It was Papa, our dead friend in Frankenstein, and that was it. And it was also me. Are you sure? I literally have all of the original notes. Are you sure? Yeah. Do you remember Lex and Floren? Yeah. You were. You were at the first session. Yes. Why don't I remember you being there? Remember the Pinkerton stuff? Yeah. I was there for it. Maybe don't you don't remember, remember it because it was it was an alternate reality of me. <laughs> Maybe? But I Because now I'm a hot biological woman, and back then that wasn't the case. Who the f- Oh no. Who sh- who I literally have all of Kyle's original notes. Like I'm in. No, there. I'm. I believe you. I believe you. I'm not. I'm not calling you a liar. I'm just saying. I'm. I'm. I don't remember. No, that's that's fine. I need to roll like, some dice. Yeah. Very soon. Ooh. Speaking of dice, um, 
There's like a game shop that's local to where I am here in, in the New York space. Yeah. And there's like a glass case of like these custom like crystal like and cast dies. Yeah. And dude, next time I'm over there, I'm going to take a picture. There's these ones that look like they're just like glass, but the glass is like a really like sparkly like tie dye. And that sounds like it would be gaudy, but they just look like pristine. Cool. Kind of like Mother of Pearl, but not as hazy. Okay. Ask, Does that make ask, sense? Ask Kyle to send you the pictures of the dice he just bought. He yeah. bought some beautiful D20s he just showed me. Really? The the what color scheme the color scheme was Vaporwave and something ruby. Ooh. Are, are yeah. they like pistols? I don't know. He he told me they were a lot though. Like the, it's it's he only bought the twenties because they were so they were so expensive. Mm. Do you want to do you want to get into the Patreon and then we can get into the lore? Sure, we can totally thank some people. Cool. So we have a Patreon, and that is what makes this show possible. Yes. Recently, um, recently, like I just got charged for our website, and I was like, you know what? That is stuff that can be paid for by the show. When did that happen? Why don't you tell me when these things happen? I was just going to cover it. <laughs> oh, it was like. Well- the domain costs like 13 bucks a year. It's not going to well, kill me. I mean, still, take it from the thing. Like, even if yeah. you pay with your thing, take it from the thing. But but thank you. Yeah. Um, but thank – you guys make this show possible. You keep the lights on around here. And we have some people to thank. Yes. First up is going to be Noah. Thank you, Noah. Thanks, Noah. Next up is Danny. Thank you, Danny. Then we have Marcus. Thank you, Marcus. We have Bones Jones. Thank you, Bones Jones. And last but definitely not least is Girth Brooks. Thank you, Girth Brooks. Thanks so much, folks. It's because of you that we can do this. I truly, truly thank you. Yeah, and we can keep our uh, website and shit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So – for the lore, we just got out of the whole antagonist DLC thing, right? Which was a long series that like yeah. took up most of this calendar year. There was a few vaults and a couple other breaks that we did. I think there's a burner yeah. or two thrown in there somewhere, so it feels a lot longer than it actually should have been. Mm-hmm. But we've neglected the first two games. We did. We need to show those interplay games some love. Um, Fallout 1, still haven't beaten it. <laughs> I know. Uh and I will eventually do that. I just have to I have to figure something out. I have to beat this effing game. Um but out of the original two, I prefer one from everything I've seen from a little bit I've played of both. I prefer one. I like the the feeling of it more. And one town that I don't think we've ever covered. And I asked the Discord and someone said they don't remember us doing it, so we're doing it. Uh is Junktown. Yeah. I think a great idea of a town, a town entirely. It. We reviewed a boy and his dog, right? Yes, we did. You know that town where they go to watch porn? Mm-hmm. At the, the, the like, movie theater town. Yeah, that town is what I picture Junktown to be. Mm-hmm. Just, just like trash, just garbage everywhere. There's a guy outside with a gun who just doesn't know how to read, and he's being a dick. Mm-hmm. Like there's a pit kind of like they, old lady Gibson's, but a whole town. Kind of, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so we're going to do Junk Town for today's lore. Uh, and I am very bad at time management. I'm working on a couple other things, uh, be it personal for the show, 
whatever. Um, so I'm going to read off the wiki. Don't yell at me. I won't yell at you. I, I, I don't, I'm not a big fan of doing it when it's not for the character, but like I said, I'm not good at time management. Junktown is one of the smaller towns in Southern California as of 2186. This is something that I did not know until I read this pro- just, just a few minutes before we started. Junktown is part of the New California Republic state of Shady along with Shady Sands. Mm. So there's a breakdown of states. I didn't know there were states of the Republic. Neither did I. I just thought it was like regions. Have we ever done the NCR as a lore? It's kind of a loaded lore. I think we might have. We might have like, touched like upon it. one of the it. early days. We might have touched upon it briefly. Because I know we've talked about Tandy. Yeah. I'm looking for states It's here. kind of like, uh, instead of like death by a thousand cuts, it's lore by a thousand like, qu- like quips. We've had so many little different, like, shreds of it that you can piece it together. Yeah. Like, I'm looking at something here, and it just says location states. Okay, well, I never thought of it like that. Shady, Boneyard, Max, and Hub, and Dayglow are all states of it. That makes sense, because I always just thought of it as, like, those were just towns or regions. I never thought of it as a state, you know what I mean? Yeah. Because, like, even I, here... Yeah, I only ever, like, thought of it as, like, settlements and towns and stuff. But yeah, I never thought of it as states, which is wild, because right here it's the New California, the state of Arroyo, uh, the state of the Boneyard, Dayglow, the Hub, the Divide formerly, like, Junktown, And you know Mulligan, what? I Navarro. think that's kind of an American problem, because when we think states, we usually think, like, big. But yeah. a lot of uh, places on, on this planet, their provinces are so small. Shout out the UK. Shout out to yeah. the UK. Yeah. I, I, I hope one day I get to go to the UK and meet some people that listen, and I will buy them a pint if that is your uh, colloquialism for <laughs> buying someone a drink, I think. I know it is in Ireland. And you can say stuff like, bruv and isn't it? Oh, bruv. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, I'm going to go there and talk with the worst Cockney accent. And after everything I say, I'm going to say, God save the queen. And nobody can stop me because I'll be wearing American flag shorts. And they'll th- think, look at this fucking Yankee. All right. Uh, <laughs> Junktown was founded shortly after the war by Killian Darkwater's grandfather. Instead of building on the ruins of an old town, he thought it would be better to begin from the ground up, as the name suggests. It was built after the Great War out of random pieces of junk, mostly from wrecked cars. Cars. The town mostly lives off trading and has a reputation for open hospitality. In 2161, the mayor of Junktown was Killian Darkwater, grandson of the founder, uh, who also ran Darkwater's general store. Another big player in town was Gizmo, a big time crook and casino owner. While Gizmo's casino brought a lot of tourists and money into the town, problems also came with that. Other important places in Junktown at the time include the Crash House Inn, great name, uh, home of the Skulls and the Scum Pit, another great name. If, if the there's scum anything, pit. if spelled S K U M, the if, Scum Pit. If anything in in Psycho or Psycho, sorry, I'm reading Tycho and dyslexia. Um, if any, if Fallout One does anything great, it's the simple names. Mm-hmm. Like the scum pit, the skulls, spelled S K U L Z. Yeah, a, a bar owned by Neil. Uh, I'm, I'm sorry, 
The Scum Pit is a bar owned by Neil. Doc Morbid was the town's doctor. Tycho, a desert ranger who was also raised in Junktown at the time. Drawing weapons in the town are not permitted except in self-defense. This is something that I learned the hard way several times playing this game. Yes. The gates of the town are closed at night. Lars headed the guards in Junktown working for Killian. The gates are guarded by Kalnor... Great name. Uh, they also had a jail that was guarded by Andrew. Decent name. The cards were aware. Andrew. Decent name. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's not Calnor. Like, yeah, I, I'm saying yeah. apocalypse-wise. Um, the guards were also aware of the illegal activity of Gizmo and the Skulls, but they didn't want to act without proper evidence. Gizmo hired a man to assassinate Killian in order to gain full control over the town. It is not explicitly stated in the Vault Dweller's memoirs which side the Vault Dweller sided with, as it alludes to both Killian and Gizmo. When I first walked into the town, I didn't realize that I couldn't have my gun out, and I would just get shot instantly. And Hi. I remember, Hi. <laughs> I'm looking for help. Where is Killian? <laughs> and then just bang. Yeah. Um, and also, there was a time where... I reloaded because after you talk to Killian, the guy comes to assassinate him and I was near Killian or moved around or did something and wound up shooting Killian and I might have killed him. So the whole town turned on me just because the way the combat works, you can accidentally fire on. After 2186, Junktown became part of the New California Republic as part of the state of Shady and was one of the first provisional states its status came as a a result of it being one of the first and most trustworthy of shady sands trading partners during the early formative years its alliance with the ncr did cause some alarm for the caravanners in the hub at first but the hub eventually became part of the ncr as well by 2281 junktown would prosper into a farming community with frank weathers known to have a hundred acre farm. However, he would abandon his farm, bring his entire family in a vain attempt to strike it rich at gambling in new Vegas. Is this a player care? Is this a character you can meet? Frank Weathers. Holy shit. Believe so. This is a dude who I've seen a million and six times in new Vegas. And I don't think I've ever spoken to next week's lore. Frank Weathers. (laughs) (laughs) You know what? Frank Weathers sounds like a late night jazz DJ. My name's Frank Weathers, and this here is Frank is Weathers. Jazz. Bringing you the hottest, smoothest jazz. Yeah, dude. Some whiskey type jazz. I, I kind of picture Frank Weathers to be a, a, a black fella. As do I. Uh, but the, this, this man is painfully Caucasian. He, uh, <laughs> <laughs> he is. Yeah, oh, gosh. Yeah. I picture a Frank Weathers to be a more melanin enriched individual. He's got a wife. He's got a kid. Kenny Weathers. Holy shit. Kenny Weathers is a slave? Holy shit. His kids in Cottonwood Cove? What the fuck? There's so much in this game. His daughter is also at Cottonwood Cove? His wife? Dude, the whole family's at Cottonwood Cove. I had no clue. Dude, neither did I. Is there like a quest that you can... Wait, left my heart. Is there a quest that you can... Yeah, there's a quest. That you can save this family at Cottonwood Cove. Wow. 
Wow. The game's the how old we're still know. learning shit. That's wild. And we've what, played New Vegas like five times-ish. I just streamed it. You and literally it was, just streamed it. It was a 20-something... It was a 20-something part stream at three hours of stream. It was 60-something hours of streaming. With and, highlights? And I, you can find what? those on Atomic Radio Hour. Gang, on YouTube, yeah. Um, didn't know that. Didn't know that whatsoever. Some, you want to hear some quotes? Yeah. I want to hear some quotes. This is just from the game. These are some of the characters that give you a little bit of more... Uh, um, Give you a little more flavor text. Yeah, give us – let's pump some life into this this small, trashy town. Uh, Tycho says that's – that's Tycho, right? T-Y-C-H-O? Mm-hmm. Tycho? It has the potential, although I don't know if building it out of the refuse of the past was the best way to construct the future. This one's from Kelly, and this one I really do like. My father used to tell me stories about the war. His father was a soldier before starting Junktown. I would love I would love a game where you get to just talk to people who were there during the war. Yeah. And not just, oh, here's me and my wife who's a lawyer and me who's a soldier and our baby. Or <laughs> you and a, a bunch of your friends are going to glitch your way through a mountain. <laughs> Can I read the next one? Sure. This is by Calnor, a Junktown guard. You'd better put that away. Junktown is a friendly place, friend. We want to keep it that way. So you read it friendly. I read it as mean. I read it as you better put that away. Junktown's a real friendly place, friend. We want to keep it that way. Like, I read it as more of an intimidation thing. I was trying to be more hospitable. Ah, no, I'm with you. I just, I just, you know. Two people going two different directions at the same place, same time. Let me tell you, putting classical music on in the background was the best thing we ever did for the show. It only yeah, took a hundred for the past like four episodes. weeks. We've been listening to like Pride and Pre- Prejudice ass music, and it yeah. really just <laughs> makes me want to be just drinking a like a bottle of wine and just like have candles going and like maybe flower petals raining upon me, and it just really is calming me down. It's it's help- helping me read. You know what this is from? Uh, Kyle just showed me. Oh, you know what the trick is? You know what the trick is? What? You gotta sound things out. Yeah. Yeah. Would have never guessed. Uh, this is from Ian. I am a woman, so I can't read. You know, women (laughs) couldn't. You know, women couldn't open their own bank accounts until in America until the (laughs) seventies. Yeah, that's like a thing. Women couldn't open their own bank accounts until the 70s. This is a quote from Wait, Ian. If I transitioned in the 70s, would I be able to like keep my bank account or would they take it away? If you transitioned in the 70s, you wouldn't be alive. Hey, there are some great trans elders that transitioned in the 70s. Absolutely, but there's how many of them? How Not many that people many left? How many of them do you think transitioned in the 70s and then got beat to death? Yeah. Sorry to bring it down, but like <laughs> But would I be able to keep my bank account or would they close it because I'm a woman and I don't know how to use my money? I prop uh They would have killed you. It wouldn't even yeah, been a, it, it would, would have been a lynch situation, you're you right. You know what I mean? It wouldn't even have been like a, hey, uh can I keep this? It would have been like, what's that? Huh? And it just like sixteen people with crowbars would have just started walking up to you. See, I was thinking ice pick, but do your thing. Can I get back to this fucking lore? Yes. Okay, this is from Ian, your companion. Junktown is a little south and a ways west. It's similar. 
It's I'm sorry, it's smaller, uh, but it's a good place to drop in for a drink. It's overseen by a fellow by the name of Killian Darkwater, the local shopkeep, sheriff, and mayor. Reminds me of a fellow with a fancy hat that I'm real keen on. <laughs> Junktown's pretty tame. Can I get tame. the next one? Okay, go ahead. Junktown's pretty tame. I prefer more dangerous routes. That's Carrie of the Crimson Caravan. I also, when I played Fallout 1 for the first time, just found out that Carrie, uh, you can actually go on caravan runs, and it's really cool. Really? Yeah, it's it's dumb, and it doesn't, like, it's, if you go to the, I believe it's through the hub. Yeah, I'm like 90% sure it's out of the hub. You can, if you go to the hub, you can just use that to find other places. They pay you, and it's it's always a one-way trip. You don't ever have to come back. That's really cool. Yeah. So like if you're in the hub, you're like, oh, I got to go to, I got to go to uh, the boneyard or something. And I haven't discovered it yet, but I know I can use this to get there. You'll go, you'll get a little experience. You'll get a little loot. Cause normally you get stopped by some people on the routes, some raiders on the route. And then you can kind of just go from there. Mm-hmm. And they're like, Hey, if you want, uh, you got three hours, but we're going to head back. If you want to come with us, you don't have to. But if you want, there's a couple more caps in it for you. And uh, then we can get back to the that's hub. That's so cool. Yeah, it's a little, little tiny thing that's really cool. Uh, this is from the Vault Dwellers Memoirs. It was here that I learned the most important rule of all. Doing a good thing sometimes means being a very bad person. My memories of Junktown are tainted. And I feel no remorse for my actions in that place. Very open-ended. Is that cool. because you usually have to kill Gizmo? Well, you either kill Gizmo if you, when you do the quest for Gizmo, he, he'll and Gizmo is voiced by Jim Cummings, who also voices the Master and fucking <laughs> Winnie the Pooh. I know that's crazy. Gizmo will he'll say to you, he'll say like, "Look, I'll give you a ton of money, and you'll have like some kind of stake in the town or something if you go and kill Killian and his guys, so that he can take control of the town." Yeah, so then Gizmo controls Junktown. So, like, the way that's written, it could be like, oh, I feel like I did something bad because I killed Gizmo, or I feel like I did something bad because I killed Killian. Either either or, the Vault Dweller is seem, seeming to be not remorseful. Yes. The initial design for Junktown called for the ending cards of the city to be reversed. Specifically, if the Vault Dweller sided with Killian Darkwater, then Killian's firm frontier justice would discourage traders and merchants from starting business in the area, leaving the city a small shanty town. If the dweller sided with Gizmo, then the resulting prosperity brought in by Gizmo's casino led to the city becoming a new boomtown. Ultimately, it was decided that this was a mixed message and was unsatisfying, because it meant that the expected results, a good ending for supporting Killian and the law, versus an evil ending for supporting Gizmo and his criminal enterprises, did not match the player's actions. The ending was subsequently changed so that supporting Killian led to the town to prosper, with law and order while supporting Gizmo turned the town into a seedy den of iniquity. If you go with Gizmo... I can read! You, yeah, Kyle teach you? Uh, if, if you go with Gizmo, it makes you make a smaller new reno yeah that's really cool it's located in present day ridgecrest california it's 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 assumed near nearby yeah cool that's junk town that's the lore that's junk town there's also like the the uh books like the they'll be on screen 
Yeah, the Tales of the Junktown Jerky Vendor. I have literally never read a single one of them. What? I've never read a single one of them. In in any of the games? Yeah. None. How? I mean, I've picked them up, but, like, I've never, like, read them. Well, I mean, you can't flip through them. It's not Skyrim. In, well, like, in, like, Fallout 4, can't you, can't you, isn't there, like, reedy stuff? No, I don't think so. Oh, I guess I must just be small-brained. I thought you meant, like, it's not like Skyrim where you could just pick up the lusty Argonian maid, which, you know what? Why didn't they put that level of effort into 4? I mean, yeah. why didn't they you put think- any level of effort into 4? But why didn't they put that level but, um, of effort into 4 of... Of like everyone with the bingo card, mark off Vince dunking on four. <laughs> but like, why? Why not? Like they they obviously it's built on the same engine that they've been using for thirty five years. Like why not just have it where you can flip through the junk town pages? Like it's, mm-hmm. it doesn't have to be about Killian, but it could just be like when when talking to a vendor, try to compliment him a little more than usual, and maybe he'll give you a better price. Like it's just like these like shitty little tips. Mm-hmm. Just something to bring the world a little, you know. That's lore. So here's the thing: I listen to um, listen to this PlayStation podcast called Sacred Symbols, right? Which amazing name for a podcast. <laughs> and I, and I'll be honest with you: the guy who hosts it, his name is Colin Moriarty, and I've talked about this before. Um, Colin Moriarty, but like Moriarty Saloon. That's the yeah. reason why I listen to it. That's that's how I found out. I think I found out about it because they were advertising on Macaulay Culkin's podcast. I, I'm Macaulay fucking Culkin I, has a Macaulay podcast? Culkin fucks. Macaulay Culkin is the fucking coolest guy on the planet. Really? He's he's so I feel so bad that Macaulay got like shit on because of what he like him being a kid and growing up and then like doing coke and shit and, and like, like being in the media. Yeah, yeah, like. He's a cool dude. He and he says like he would say on his podcast when he was stu- still doing it. He's like, I made my money. I just want to have fun now. Like, so they're talking about how Ben's studio and I, and I'm gonna get this wrong. And yes, again, once again, Vince is biting an idea. But they're talking about how Ben's studio made Days Gone, and I've talked mm. about Days Gone on here and how it fucking sucks. It's or maybe boring. it's not that it sucks, but that you didn't like it. Uh, okay, fine. I'm 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 projecting my own. Wants and needs and, and how I feel about a game onto how it is. I think it fucking sucked. It was boring. It, the the cutscenes sucked. There there's a lot of moments that kind of just take away control take away control from the player. And I was like, this is so like it was just this constant deadening of momentum. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, I've been playing with some friends Borderlands Three, and as much as I love that game, now that I'm playing it again, I've noticed that that's something that game does constantly. Uh, like cramping your vibe just just stop go stop go like borderlands is very fast it's quick it's about sliding shooting and jumping and bopping and and looting and like it's like go save vaughn now i gotta sit there and listen to vaughn talk after i freed him for two minutes Mm -hmm. then i gotta follow him then he's gonna stop and talk to lilith and i gotta listen to them talk and then it's like, do this quest. You're on Promethea. You go and you do this quest. All right, come back to Lilith and, and tell her. She yeah, can it's call like you. back and forth and back and forth. And I'm just like, why are you deadening my my momentum? Like, that's where mm. the game is the best is when it's quick. Yeah, and it feels like I'm not, not getting anything done. Because, like, I got to sit through these loading screens. And I got to do that. And I got to do this. And I got to go back. But Days Gone is not getting a sequel. I don't think it needs a sequel. I don't think it's good. 
Uh, I, I think it's a game that came out. It was decent. You played White McWhite Man. You played Deacon St. James or Deacon St. John. White McWhite Man. Yeah. Like, the only way he's going to get whiter if his name's fucking Hellman's Trisket. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> so. Hellman's Trisket. I want to just read. I want to read some of this. That's so funny. <laughs> I, I, I wanna I just wanna read some of this because Ben Studio they said they weren't making it and now they're remaking The Last of Us One. Remaking it? Yeah. The the, the Last it of Us One mean remaking? No, it doesn't. The Last of Us was on the PS3 and then they remade it or remaster it for the four, right? Mm-hmm. And Naughty Dog said they did that so they could learn the PS4. But Naughty Dog only ever put two games out on the four, and that was The Last of Us Remastered and then The Last of Us 2. Which, so, Last of Us 2, great. I mean, it's in my eyes, it's a masterpiece. I love that game. I know mm-hmm. people are going to shit on it, whatever. I love it. Um, but Ben was like doing – they made them do like a remake of – Uncharted, or they were having them work on the the Last of Us remake a little bit, mm-hmm. and they like didn't want to do it. They're like, no, we want we want this. Um, we want to do Days Gone too. Yeah, we want to do our own thing, not your thing. But there's so this this this. I'm gonna I'm just gonna read this. If I gotta cut things out, I'll cut things out. Yeah. I cut, there's one part that I know I want to get to. Um, because I've I like like I said before I heard it on the podcast and it rubbed me the wrong way. So this is by Dom Pep. This is an uh, maybe not an Italian fellow, but because it doesn't end in a vowel. But Don Pepiat. Pepiat. This is so Don Pepiat. Don Pepiat. This is posted on April eighteenth, twenty twenty one, in the year of our Lord, at uh, sixteen thirty one Greenwich Mean Time on VG twenty four seven dot com. Uh, Days Gone director John Garvin. Uh, has a response to the unraveling story about Days Gone 2. The writer and creative director of Days Gone took to David Graff's podcast to state that players shouldn't, this is a quote, shouldn't, quote, complain if a game doesn't get a sequel if they didn't buy it at full fucking price. And then it goes on to say, with with a quotation, I do have an opinion on something that your audience may find of interest and you, it might piss some of them off, said Garvin. Uh, he's, as Garvin said on the podcast, if you love a game, buy it at full fucking price. I can't tell you how many times I've seen gamers say, yeah, I got this on sale or through PS plus or whatever. I'm just saying you don't know if you like a game until you've played it, but you can't complain if the game doesn't get a sequel, if there wasn't support at launch it's like Mm -hmm. god of war got whatever numbers of millions of sale at launch and you know days gone didn't i'm just speaking for me personally as a developer i don't work for sony i don't know what the numbers are i can tell you that when we were doing siphon filter dark mirror on the psp we got so fucked on dark mirror because piracy was a thing that sony really wasn't caught up on on, on, on what piracy, I'm sorry. Sony wasn't really caught up on what piracy was doing to sales. Uh, uh, Garvin wanted to explain. And we should show them torrent, and we would show them torrents. A torrent site had 200,000 copies of Dark Mirror being downloaded. If I remember right, the numbers could be wrong, but regardless, I was pissed about it then. This is money out of my pocket. So mm-hmm. I 
think the uptick in engagement with the game is not as important as did you buy the game at full price? Because if you did, then you're supporting the developer directly. Now, I have some problems with this, and I don't have the problem with this guy wants me to buy a game that I think is lackluster. This is a game where I was playing it, and I was genuinely going, why, as I was mm. playing it. But but these gripes are not the point of, of what I'm getting at. Right, yeah. There's a, there's a fan base for Days Gone. I, my, my one friend who I've been playing Borderlands 3 with told me he loved it. He goes, it gets really, really good towards the end of the game. But here's my thing. If mm-hmm. I played five hours of it and wasn't having a good time, I also don't like the way the story's set up because it's like branching paths and you can kind of choose what you want. But I don't – I never fully grasped what was a main quest and what wasn't a main quest. Everything kind of – which is nice right. that everything kind of felt like, oh, it has its own importance to it. But like – it was at a point where I was playing it where I just kind of wanted to do the story. Like, I just want to get through this. Yeah. Like, I, I want to consume about... this media and add it to my Rolodex of things that I've done. This is actually this is actually a kid I work with collects Funko Pops. And yeah. I told him I would trade my copy of Days Gone for his Ellie Pop. Really? Yeah. So – and he told me he would do it. So <laughs> – um, yeah, but but what bothers me about this is we've had this conversation in, in public. We've had it in private. We actually had it when Young Heather came on here. Is yeah. that our video games art? Absolutely. And I'm totally with you. I think I think the I definition think some video games are art, and some some video games are uh, the equivalent of uh, it's like you know how like you could put butter on a cracker. Some video games are just like platters for money. You know, I see what you're saying. Like you're like, saying, like a, like a Halo or, or or a Call of Duty. Yeah, like some video games. I think the original Halo should be considered art. It was inducted to, into the Video Game Hall of Fame. Actually, I have a picture I, of that. I think it should be inducted into the video game. It should be considered art because it was. It's the. I don't know if I would consider it Combat art. Combat Evolved, dude. No, I know what you're saying, but I'm saying, but when I think of what Halo Combat Evolved did for. The industry of video games and, and not so much of what it did through storytelling or graphics. You know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. when I, when I look at, when I look at the art of a, of a video game, I don't just, I don't just mean, like, like, I'm not saying that something like Super Monkey Ball or Ape Escape isn't art or Jack and Dexter or, or Ratchet and Clank or even Tetris. But it feels nicer in my soul to call something like Journey art. Yeah, so I'm I'm not saying that quite that it literally can't because be. it was recognized by like the MoMA. Was it really? Yes, it was the first video game inducted into the MoMA. Holy shit! Mm-hmm. Just Markiplier playing it. <laughs> some some YouTuber playing it so everybody can see. Um, but no, but I'm saying like when I think of art, I think of the storytelling. I think of the graphics, and I'm not a graphics person. I want the story to be good. But yeah. this is what fucking bothers me about this is, and you just said this to me the other day. Don't make art for other people. Make it for yourself. Make what you want to see. And I get that this is a business at the end of the day. Like Sony doesn't sit here and say, well, this is art. This is, this should be looked at and like put in the fucking Louvre next to the Mona Lisa. But when he says, this is money out of my pocket, it that just fucking rubbed me the wrong way. Out of, yeah. out of everything he said, I get it. He feels like he was screwed over. Apparently, he left. This guy who was in charge of the game, who was the director, left the studio after they told him that he wasn't getting, um, he wasn't getting Days Gone Two. And to mm. me, I don't know the relationship he had as a director with his team and with the game and how he he cared for the game and thought of the oh, game and this and I that. I didn't get my sequel. I quit. You see what I'm saying? It's. Mm-hmm. 
I'm taking my ball and I'm going home. Mm-hmm. And then to bring up, this is money out of my pocket, just rubs me the like, like. It does rub me the wrong way. I think it's very arrogant. It's very much like this dude thinks he made a masterpiece and he made it, in my opinion, a subpar video game. And he made a video game. Like, and, and that's the thing is I don't want to sit there and be like, well, dude, you're just making video games because video games have, have the ability to, to tell stories and to make you feel. I'll never shut up about and they have how. potential to be high art. Yes. And like, like that's what I'm getting at. Like you watch a movie, it makes you cry. Last of Us 2 made me give a fuck about a Pearl Jam song, and I can't fucking stand Pearl Jam. Oh my god. They suck. They fucking suck. Every That's fucking like the Pearl worst Jam song sucks. You've ever said. You know Dude, that? Per- son, can we talk about how much Pearl Jam fucking sucks? I was making fun of Pearl sucks? Jam at work the other day. I was like, Every song sounds the same, you know. We sound like Creed and we fucking blow. Fucking Pearl Jam sucks, dude. They're so fucking awful. But listening to Joel sing, um, fuck, I can't even think of the name of the song because they suck that hard. Like, (laughs) Days of Future Past or something like that? Hold on a second. Now I gotta look it up. Like, listening to Joel fucking play that song fucking in front of Ellie just makes me want to fucking ball my eyes out thinking about it. Dude, Kyle said Imagine a Pearl Jam song made you feel something. See what I'm saying? Like, that's that's how I must feel really bad. How do you sleep at night? Uh... I don't want to talk about it. Future Days. It's called Future Days. And oh, I, dude, I was, I was, I'm, if I, like, I was walking around the house singing it, trying not to cry. It's so good. It's Last of Us 2 is a fucking, and that's the thing is like, I hate Great to game. say like, I, I hate to say like, here's the two zombie games going at it. This one's good because it has characters that are well written and it has conflict. And yeah, the one part goes a little too long, but like, I don't mind it. It's fun. Mm-hmm. Like I was actually thinking about this the, the other gameplay's day. gameplay's tight. Yeah. And I was thinking about this the other day. I was like, I kind of want to pop it in just to, cause you could just do the, the scenarios like, mm-hmm. I just want to play as Ellie and just, like, go through her her combat scenarios again just because, ooh, I love this game. And yeah. uh, I'm like, here's the dude who made the media – like, they show his wife in the beginning of the game and then, like, the, like two or three or four hours in, they show how, like, he, like, met his wife. And it's like, oh, my God. It's so forced. Like, it's just such forced exposition. Mm-hmm. But like, like also he brings up God of War. You watched me play God of War. Yeah. God of War is a work of art. Yeah, it's like, like God like, of War. Uh, what was it? Ascension? Is that the one you have? No, no, it's just God of War. It's just it's God. It's technically God of War four. God um, of War four, the one, the the Norse mythology one. Yeah, super cool. So it like. The way the game looks, the way the axe handles. There's a, there's an entire episode of Kyle and Vince likes where we talk about how fucking baller. God of mm-hmm. War 2017 or 18 is or whatever you're 16, whatever. I think it's 18. I'm just how good it is. And like very good. It's 2018, I believe. But like that's a game that I bought for 10 bucks. Like if you worked on that game, regardless of if it sold 16 million copies or not, like if I met the dude who who's the director of it and his name escapes me right now. Can you please look it up? If, uh, the director of God of War. Yeah. Uh, like if I met him and I was like, dude, I got the game for 10 bucks because I didn't think I would like it because I never played any of the other ones. Like mm-hmm. that alone should should like put a smile on the dude's face. Like, yeah, I got it. I did it. 
Like I, I did what I had to do. I'm not. There's a difference I, between like recognition and commercial success. Commercial and success I, is great, but it's not everything. The um, the developer was Sony Santa Monica. No, the, the director. The director on this. He did. He did all the other classics. He did all like one, two, and three. I'm pretty sure. Uh, Corey Barlog. Oh, it is. It is Barlog. Mm-hmm. Okay, I didn't know if it was him. I for some reason was, him. The and, designer was Derek Daniels. Well, I'm just saying the dude um, who directed it. We don't have to go into the whole. Yeah, but there's a like, shit ton of producers. But that just means but, that they had money. But like, here's the thing too. This like the, this entitlement coming out is like. I think this is just a shitty dude. I don't think this is a systemic problem of the industry. No, I, I'm not saying it is. I'm just saying yeah. that, that I wanted to bring up the the argument that video games are art. Mm-hmm. And and to just talk to that, I bought God of War for $10. Whether or not I have a PS5, I'm buying the special edition of that game. Mm-hmm. So when I get a PS5, that's the first game I'm playing. Because it's going to rock. And now they have that. They got the money. They they missed me on the first sale, but they got me on, on the they, – they missed mm-hmm. me on the way going, but they got me on the way back. Yeah. You can like pull in a fan casually that becomes a fan. Yeah. You can and, get and, an audience and grow the audience with each thing. Like, I got the original, um, like, Fallout 3 in New Vegas for, like, on a Steam sale for, like, I don't know, maybe, like, 10 bucks each. Yeah. And now they catch me buying Power Armor helmets. Yeah, and more than just buying Power Armor helmets, we have 147 episodes of us talking about the post-apocalypse world, a fictional post-apocalypse world I used to write fan fiction for. You know and what I, I mean? still do. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean? Like, I, like you, you, you miss the point, dude. You miss the point of of trying to touch people, and and not that Michael Jackson touched people. Like, you miss the point of trying to reach out and say, "Hey, this is a piece of art that can make you feel a certain way." Not that this it just can, was something that didn't make your bottom line. Just it's it was just a product. That's how this reads yeah. to me, and yeah, that and I, kills me. I hate that the commoditization of. Uh, of it there because i look at it from a very like artistic lens dude say what you want about neil Druckmann. Mm-hmm. the dude gave a shit yeah you know what i mean like make fun of him call him neil cuckman whatever say that <laughs> which is i think a really funny joke by the it's way. hilarious but like say what you want talk all the shit you want to talk when i would watch that dude talk about the last of us or uh post tweet about the last of us or something that dude gave a fuck mm-hmm that dude gave a fuck. They're working on the third one. Neil Druckmann had come out. Kyle sent me the sent me the the, the uh, tweet today, and I told him I was like, I'm crying at the thought of. I want to cry at the thought of of a Last of Us three because I'm so. That's mm-hmm. like one of my most anticipated games ever. I'm going to tell you that right now. Is, is Last there of going 3. to be a Last of Us three? Uh, let me find the tweet. But yeah, it was the tweet. Pretty much surmised without me looking at it was like we have an idea of what we want it to be. But remember, these games take a long time. So it's going to be eight to ten years before yeah. we get it. I it, it was because the Last well, of Us two obviously was on the drawing boards while Last of Us one was happening. I don't so, know. I I mean, from a understanding of the design and development process, <laughs> it has to have been. So if there if if a Last of Us three is in the cards. And it's a completely new story, and it doesn't really focus around the people that are already, like, established characters. It's going to be a bit. 
Well, I'm assuming it's going to be. I don't want. I don't want to ruin anything. So, Last of Us One came out in 2013. Last of Us Two came out in 2020. Mm-hmm. So, Last of Us Three. Do the not expect. Year. Do not expect Last of Us Two until 2027 at the earliest. At the earliest. 2029 at the at the latest. At the comfortable, I would say. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But. Uh, there was uh, while this is this is a tweet from Nebel. Kyle always sends me this dude's tweets. Yeah, he while, has some decent coverage. While not yet anywhere close to being in production, the story of the next Last of Us game has been outlined by Neil Druckmann and Haley Gross. Druckmann emphasized that the amount of effort necessary for the he emphasized the amount of effort that is necessary for these games to be made. That's it. Mm-hmm. I just. Mm. You just really like Last of Us. Yeah, and also, like, I don't, um, I, 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 I hate that I'm comparing this, the one zombie game to the other zombie game. But I just feel like they're, you know what I mean? Like, how are you not going to do that? Yeah. And I don't feel like it's fair because it's its own thing. They're playing in the same spaces, so it, you can't help but do yeah. it. But I just, I, 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 it's not often that we get to sit here and talk about well, I talk about my opinions constantly, but it's not often that we get to sit here and talk about the opinions of something that I think directly imp- impacts all of us and not just me going, yeah. how come Fallout 4 wasn't better? Like, <laughs> like we're talking about the artistic uh, status of video games. See, and, 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 I, and, I, and I think I, that's something that's very interesting, and I think it deserves more attention. Yes, because much like the way contemporary art can constantly will change um, – I wouldn't consider like if you put The Last of Us two next to something like Super Mario Brothers from '85 on the NES, mm-hmm. I would say, well, this is art because it looks better. But this is art because of all the work and the thought and this. So like it's different. The technology behind it was it. honestly like pretty incredible for I mean, for the time. It dude, was a different time. I don't think I don't think enough people talk about the crash of '83, the video game crash of '83. People and do I don't not think enough know people about talk it. about the inverse square root, but I don't know what that is. Oh boy. Could you give me like a TLDR? Yes. So it's basically the, it's the best lines of code ever put into a video game. Hold on. What's it called? The inverse square root? I just don't want to edit, dude. I just, I'm trying to fill time. I'm trying to fill dead air. Fast inverse square root is so fucking funny. Um, here, let me th- throw it in host lounge. Just I, it's not going to make sense to me, even if I see it. it it's pretty uh, well documented. You're well um, documented. Scroll down to where it says overview of the code. You're an overview. Uh, let me know when you get there. F. So basically, this code was made for uh, Quake 3 Arena, and it was trying to figure out how to do light reflections in a gpu uh <laughs> in, in a way that it doesn't fuck the gpu at the time okay so the, my favorite lines are in the in the this function are well the, the comments are what makes it so funny yeah evil floating point bit level hacking what the fuck first iteration <laughs> second iteration this can be removed <laughs> that's awesome and do you see that uh that like i equals and then the like weird number string though on the line that says what the fuck Oh, yeah. That is, like, a weird constant for, like, fast light reflection that was way before its time, and they just guessed. 
they wow. guessed until it worked. And cool. This is one of my favorite game design stories because evil floating point bit level hacking. What the fuck? <laughs> and that's just in the game. That's just shipped in <laughs> that's, the game. That, that's that's the source code. That's, that's so the funny. C code. That's yeah. so cool. <laughs> it's yeah. so funny. What cool. the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> so, you have anything you want to say on this? Um, I think that everyone should go out and play Journey. <laughs> if you really want to understand why video games can be art. I actually just recommended it to uh, an older lady that came into the coffee shop the other day. Because she was like, we were just like talking and chatting and she was talking mm. about her kids. And I was like, oh, I'm a, a game designer. Like, that's what I go to school for. And she's like... Oh, really? I have this radio show and I want to like talk about it with my kid. And I was like, if Did you, you plug talk this about- show? Hmm? Did you plug this show? No, she's like on like a like a radio broadcast, like plug and you could have been like, Oh, you know, I work on a podcast. <laughs> um but, but I was like she was like, Can you give me a video game to play so I can like have something to talk about? And I was like, Let me think of a video game that's gonna be accessible. So I after Doom she like three. Ate her food. <laughs> Hmm? doom three doom yeah doom. <laughs> um and after like she had was done her food she came back up and was like hey did you ever think of that because i said i needed more time uh and i was like yeah go play journey because it's literally just jump and move that's all yeah. you need to do in journey there's that like pathless. not much else to it i think it's called the pathless have you seen that hmm? the pathless it's like journey and breath of the wild put together no. Let me let me just double check that it's the pathless. We gotta wrap up in a minute. We do have to wrap up. I have to get up for work. The pathless video. Yeah, you have seen it, dude. I remember when we were watching thing with it. You, you play as like girl with bow. You know I'm a slut for a female antag. Oh yeah. Or, I'm sorry, protag. You play as the girl with the bow, and she's got a hawk, and she like slides oh, through the yeah, grass. Oh yeah, this is really cool. The, what do you mean two out of five stars? This looks really cool. Yeah, this looks really cool. I really want to play this. Two out of five stars? That's what The Guardian gave it, but it's The Guardian. It's not like... I mean, IGN, seven out of whatever, too much water. Yeah. Did you know who can't stand IGN? Who? Papa. Really? Dude, Papa hates IGN. We, we Every once in a while, we shit on IGN together. It's been a while, but yeah, I really want to try this. The, oh, it's the from pathless. the creators of Abzu. You're an Abzu. <laughs> so... Um, clever segue into Shane Ivers. Shane Ivers. <laughs> if you want to get his music, uh, like our intro music, Feather Duster, you can get it at www.silvermansounds.com slash free music slash Feather Duster. Vince, yes. tell the good folks at home where they can find us. In the description below, there's going to be a link to my Twitter, Oz Twitter, shows twitter and while you're down there check out our discord um this this week i didn't know what to do because like i said bad at time management so for lore i asked uh discord if they remember me doing a certain lore topic while you're down there there's a, there's a couple links to a few other things a couple other social media sites we were streaming pretty steady for a while things kind of changed um my schedule got weird her schedule got weird my but, schedule got super weird too but check us out check us out there uh there'll be a point in time where we get back to it in some capacity um, there's also our Redbubble where you could buy a couple designs that, that I yelled at Olive and then she drew and like sketched out and they look good and they're on some shirts and blocks and clocks and whatnot. And again, thank you to the Patreon. If, like, 
<laughs> and if you have any more designs to yell at me, let me know. I actually do. Before we, I know before you we do. hang on, I, I, I have something quick that I need to do. Thank you again to our Patreon. Uh, because of you guys, we can continue to do the show and do all of our other shows. Um, there is a new Lizard Brains coming soon. Oh, cool. I know it's kind of at the end. Uh, something happened. It's kind of a long story, but there, I was trying to get back on a schedule and then just something happened. So don't worry. It's coming. It'll be out when it's out. Um, I think that's everything I wanted to say. Well, that's everything that I wanted to say. All right. Bye, everybody. Say bye, Vince. Bye, Vince. <laughs> See everyone. I, it feels wrong when, when I do it. Like, it feels wrong when you do it to me. All right. Well, then you can do it to me if you want. All right. Bye, Kyle. Bye, Kyle. <laughs> Atomic Radio Hour Podcast. A Gulman Entertainment Production.